to the Barracks Podcast. Welcome to the Barracks Podcast. Welcome to the Barracks Podcast. Featuring Amanda Keen and Kirsten Kotsian. The views, comments, statements, and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily represent the official position of the Salvation Army. Welcome to the Barracks Podcast. <laughs> hey, Kiri, what's up? Hey, what's up? Oh my gosh. I just want to tell you that Kiri is so awkward. <laughs> I just want to, I'm going to fully blame it on Kiri. Um, Cause I like to think I'm really capable in social situations. <laughs> yeah. I'm not capable in social. I can't even like have just any kind of conversation. Cause. Um, Cause it's okay. Cause, <laughs> you're awkward. Cause you're awkward. It's fine. I will say though, that I do get people who talk about or who will message about the podcast or text about it and say that they really love the beginning part because of how awkward it is every week. <laughs> and it just makes people laugh. So you're welcome, people. Welcome to whatever episode this is of the Barracks Podcast. You named this episode, Kiri. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we were talking about... There were a lot of different options for like naming this this series where we actually so this is a part of a series of episodes and we actually have plans for more than one, which is special. Our usually MO. our series usually our series are like one part one and then we never get to any of the other parts. Yeah. Which could still happen because it's still just part one. Yeah. Um we did successfully yeah. finish our first series, which was quarantine kids right. and we interviewed a lot of fun kids and they told us all the fun things that they're doing in quarantine and we heard that you guys really loved those episodes so kudos to the kids who shared with us we saw a lot of pets on <laughs> on zoom i think everyone showed us their pets and we talked a lot about toilet paper <laughs> as well so it was fun. that was because amanda was secretly trying to get everybody to send her some <laughs> and it worked she kept she kept bringing it up to like like maybe someone because remember that one time we talked we talked about Valentine's Day and we were both talking about like wanting to have flowers and then people sent us flowers that they totally <laughs> did. <laughs> what do we in need of this week? Um, I could I don't know. Let me think about it. No, I'll I'm put good. in my plug at the end. So it, tonight, do you guys need anything? <laughs> <laughs> That'll be our first question to the guests. Um, we have some guests with us and I'm going to let Kiri introduce them. Cause I've already said everyone's names wrong. Um, so oh, no. well, <laughs> everyone is nodding their head. I, well, I, so I, that was my first thing. Well, I was going to have everybody introduce themselves. Oh, that's smart. And that, like, that's one way to avoid any, um, mispronunciation. Like, it's not like anyone's name is difficult. Um, but people always mess up my name pretty much every time, but even though I think it's a really easy name. Um, so if you could just introduce what your name is and then your, uh, your connection to the Salvation Army, which sounds in this case, it's pretty straightforward probably, but, um, who wants to go first? There's so many options. 
<laughs> my name is Darrell Houston. I am one of the core officers at the chapel at Worthington Woods here in Ohio. Um, and it's been great to be in this core appointment where we have a diverse community and all sorts of unique opportunities for ministry. Yes, my name is Willow Houston. So I am Darrell's wife. And yep, I serve with my husband um, at the community of Chapel at Worthington Woods, which probably means nothing to you guys. So it's basically Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, Columbus. Yeah. <laughs> Insert clap reel, Zane. <laughs> so we met um, uh, the Houstons at CBLI. Yeah. This wait two years ago. No, this summer. This last year. Oh my gosh, time. <laughs> I know. It's so just this last summer. <laughs> Crazy. So they were in the young adult track. Um, so if you were there, then you guys um, know them. They're lovely people and. Um, we're really glad to have them. So, and then our next guest. I'm AJ Zimmerman. I currently um, work at the THQ in the Central Territory, and I'm the Assistant Territorial Youth Secretary. So it's a lot of words. Um, <laughs> Was a lot of words. Yeah, good luck. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> see youth programming um, and and resourcing youth leaders throughout the eleven uh, Midwest states. Impressive. Thanks for being here, AJ. Thank you. So, um, this episode is called Flattening the Learning Curve. Yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, I can't take any credit for that. That was all Kiri. Um, but really what we're doing in this uh, three-part series that we actually are going to complete um, is we're talking about I don't know about you, but I've just been doing a lot of thinking about this this life that we are now living um, in the pandemic time. Um, I'm trying to not use the, all the words that people now hate, such as unprecedented. unprecedented. Times. If I see that word one more time, <laughs> hey, um, <laughs> I just put a message on my uh, I put a post on Facebook about that. And um, I have like 82 <laughs> words that people don't want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to say all 82 words on this podcast episode. Here we go. Um, but in all seriousness, just kind of thinking about the things that are happening now, um, kind of dreams and visions for uh, what's to come, um, things that are happening now in the Salvation Army that are really good, that should have been happening all along, that we want to keep running toward, um, all of those things and more. We kind of want to talk about in this episode and then um, a little more in the, in the next episodes to come. Uh, so we've invited our guests because we think that they're cool people and they have um, they have some cool things to say. And in, in the next, these three episodes, we're really trying to put together a well-rounded group. Um, so officers in different areas, whether that's the ARC or THQ, DHQ, the core level, um, employees, um, local leaders, we're going to hear from all kinds of people because this army is not just an army of officers, um, not just an army of soldiers, um, but of so many people that make up 
um, this army. So we're going to dive right in. Kiri, do you want to take us into the first question? Oh, sure. Thanks. So it's the, so the title is like flattening the learning curve. And so um, we're just kind of thinking about like things that we're learning. So um, what lessons have you learned from this time of crisis? I know who wants to go Very, first. It's a big question. There's a lot of lessons. Other than the fact that my kids are hilarious. <laughs> I think that's one word for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I've learned that people truly do um want to help. I think I love seeing people come together and just say, Hey, what can we do to help you guys? What can we help you provide? What can we provide for you so that you can provide for other people? So I think um seeing kind of just that human connection and that um, that kind of servant heart that people really do have in the time of crisis. Yeah, I would say for me, I, I think it's less of learning and more what has been reinforced of what has been understood about the Army. Um, we've always been able to mobilize very well and the benefit and advantage of already being in the communities um, play a real part in us being able to identify and serve the people who are most vulnerable in times like this. Um, so it's just been a reinforcement of that we are where we need to be in many areas and that um, and the technology ha has never been the enemy of the mm -hmm. Army. And it's been a very useful tool in being able to continue to minister and tell our story. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I probably would say that... Um, I think that this crisis has really like exposed um, weaknesses and strengths. Mm -hmm. uh, it's been like the the thing that has kind of like exposed the truth, like where where we really are, not, and not just as an organization, but even as a person. I think about like my life and how <laughs> you know, like you know, there are rhythms that are missing. You know, there are things that that I just simply don't do that I should be doing. Uh, and it's kind of reinforced, like, you know, like things like cooking or uh, things like, like hobbies outside of work. <laughs> like you take away the ability to go to work and you take away the ability um, to like kind of be surrounded by people. Then you realize I don't really have much outside of the salvation army. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> and, um, you know, and, and before that wasn't a problem, but now I'm starting to realize like that is something that. Uh, you need to have uh, hobbies and, and things that you do and, you know, ministries and people that you're investing and pouring into you know, outside of your ministry context. Um, and for and as for organization, I think that it also exposes the truth when kind of where, where we are strong and where we are lacking. Mm -hmm. uh, I think um, um, Dur Durrell just said, um, mobilizing i think that that's where always been our strength like eds um disaster services that's always been the salvation army strength and people know that uh, we we're good at drawing a crowd we're good at getting people on our side but then we 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 were struggling when it came to like uh, uh, trying to figure out this whole church thing and this whole how do we minister and how do we love and and be in relationship with people mm -hmm. so i think that what i've learned is that this this pandemic, all the words that I shouldn't <laughs> say that people hate, um, just really expose the truth, you know? Kiri, do you want to answer the question? I mean, no pressure. There's just, oh yeah, I wasn't planning on answering any questions. <laughs> I was 
here's the thing. I, I thought, should I ask this? Should I not? And I was like, I am going to ask her, but I'm not 99% sure she's going to be like, no, bro, I'm not answering this question. I mean, I, like, I think I would agree with, like, what you guys have said already. And, like, just thinking about, like, kind of earlier, earlier on in this, crisis like before all the safer at home orders were coming out like when it was like that I was like panicking like nightmare scenarios were playing out in my mind I was crying like (laughs) you know I'm like driving to work crying thinking about like how many people might die and like and so things have gotten a lot lot better than my nightmare scenarios but like that I don't know if that was a lesson, but it it was, it was kind of a lesson. And I, and I think like what AJ is saying, when you're saying like, um, like looking around, like it's like, I live by myself and I've been living by myself for a while, but like, this is the point where I'm like, I'm not sure I want to keep doing that. Like, (laughs) like, I don't know what that means, but like, not sure like the dog is not enough (laughs) (laughs) it's interesting that you it's interesting that you say that because after aj spoke it it reminded me of the importance of i think this thing is exposed and i think exposed is going to eventually become one of those words that people don't want to (laughs) hear but (laughs) i think it has exposed um just priority system in Mm -hmm. people's lives and you start to really realize what you may have taken for granted um, what you value and what you actually need. Um, and it's been great. I think for me in terms of a show social component, um, yeah, it's been, you know, we have our family here and my girls don't ever stop. I don't know if you guys can hear them in the background. Yeah. If you see me like looking up. <laughs> they're, they're calling us. Um, but it, it's just been great to be in community, um, in this new way. And, and I don't know what the new normal will be, but I think that we have at very least people who are capable of helping make that transition. I'm at different levels of the army that will benefit us going forward. And I think that, um, and we may come to this later on in the discussion, but I think it's really going to provoke change in a lot of thinking. Um, one of the officers in our territory, he posted a very funny meme that and it says, um, dear millennials, we need you to connect our live stream or something like that. <laughs> and, you know, just just that change in thought process. I think Marion had posted something similar to it as well. But just to start to provoke that thought process that perhaps these things that were were once categorized as radical are just the next step in progress mm-hmm. and that we have people who have been these voices and now they're starting to get the attention that we'll need them to have. That's so good. Look, everyone was so nice with their answers. All the stuff in my head, I'm like, Oh, no, I'm kidding. Amanda, not that's, have that's not all bad, <laughs> but I'm like, listen, all the meetings that we were having before that we're not having now and haven't had over zoom. Clearly we didn't need those meetings. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> That's just one thing I'm thinking. I feel like Daryl said that. that. Wait. <laughs> what? I said, I feel like Daryl said that in a nice way. <laughs> you did. I just have no, hey, I mean, it's real. And meetings happen at all levels. Like THQ is going to meetings all day, every day. The Croc Center is going to meetings all day, every day. 
the core officers are going to meetings all day, not every day, but you know, like everyone's got them and it's like, no one likes them. Yeah. Well, some people do. I think what I've also learned and what I like, um, just as you guys were talking, that came to my mind is that people want simplicity. Like people are coming to us because they want food box, which is one of the most simple things we can do for them. They're not coming to us because we have these, um, high definition TVs or like all these different like showy things. Like they're coming to us because they know that there's a need that we can provide for them. Something as simple as food and a smile and um, a willingness to serve them. So I, I think that's another lesson that I've learned is that people just want to feel seen and they want to feel um, like we want to connect with them. Yeah, no, that's good. I, it's fine. The kids, the kids are screaming so in the background. <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> I don't want to. They're gonna like call child yeah. services on us yeah. if we don't go check. I'll be right back. The funny thing okay. is, okay. that's the that's the little one. She is the loudest creature I've ever seen or met on the planet. Um, and she's so different than when you guys even seen her last summer. She never stops moving, and she Aww. is freakishly strong. <laughs> it's almost concerning. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, we can move into the next question, and um, when Willow joins us, we can kind of fill her in. But the next one is, what are your dreams for the future? Um, and this can be, you know, post-COVID-19 or whatever your choice of word is, uh, when it comes to the Salvation Army. And I, again, I know it's huge. There's so many, I'm sure, but yeah, dreams for the future. I guess... Um... I don't know. I feel like that's that's a hard question because I feel like I have so many different dreams <laughs> that has nothing to do with COVID nineteen. Um, but it doesn't I, have to. I would say, um, well, I, to bring it in, I would just say, like, um, with this again, with that language exposed, is like, what is church? Um, like, we are trying to figure out. Like, we've been, you know. I think for years, this is so stupid and I shouldn't even say this because I'm being recorded, but like for years, <laughs> do it. as a church, we've been like fighting over like stupid stuff, like the color of carpet, like where the cross goes, where the pastor sits, like who sits mm -hmm. and all those things. And, and now we're just like desperately trying to connect and getting church in any form that we can get it in. And so I think that I would like to, for the Salvation Army to explore this idea of what is the non-negotiables when it comes to when it comes to church. Like, is is, is are the you know are the days important? Uh, is the time important? Is it um, you know can we have church on a Tuesday or a Thursday? I mean, is that is that a um, is that possible? I mean, we're doing it right now, but is it possible after this is over with? Uh, one of my joys of this whole thing is being able to like pause church. And like mute and come back and like oh that's like this is beautiful. <laughs> um, uh, on Sunday I was really um, I was really busy on Sunday, not this Sunday but last Sunday, and I wasn't able to come to church. But I just literally went on Facebook and like found the service and then watched it when I wanted to. And um, and I think that th th those are things where I'm like, why couldn't we have been doing that? Why isn't why wasn't that a priority or why wasn't that pushed? before now. Um, I, I um, got the opportunity to call some of the seniors who are able to come to church. And we talked for a long time and it was just like, 
you know, we're, we're, we were having church. We would ha- I watched church, then called them and had a conversation with them about it because I know that they're lonely at this time. And it, it was just really cool. And I'm like, why can't this be the norm? Like, why can't this be uh, what we always do? You know, what we've been doing, I guess. So. Yeah. Um, I was when as AJ was talking the the mission statement phrase um, to meet needs without discrimination kind of popped into my head just as you were talking about like having church having to be so perfect and I think that as we um, because we are in I'm gonna say word the word crisis I know that's probably one of those words um, mode we're just like anybody who comes to us we're so happy to see them we're like here let me give you food what can I do for you how can I help you. And I pray that as the church doors open up, that we kind of continue with that attitude that as soon as somebody comes in, no matter what they look like, no matter what they act like, no matter what they believe in at that point where we're meeting them, we're like, come in, we welcome you, we want to worship with you, we want to talk to you. And just that kind of like, that need to connect with another person when we're moving from, a, I guess, a social services standpoint to a, a now a salvation conversation or evangelistic kind of conversation. Um, that it's it's without discrimination. I want to talk to you. I want to connect with you. Yeah, so. I think right along with that, I just hope. I guess my answer ties in with the second and third one, but I just hope that we don't become rubberized as an organization, and that we've done so well being stretched that we don't snap back to what we were before this. Mm-hmm. Um, we've we've stumbled. We, you know, this happy accident that we've stumbled into so much innovation because of this. And we've seen some real skills and gifted, gifted people just come to the forefront of this thing that I just hope that we, we can continue to do that and that, um, that we can take the same pattern. So I just thought it was funny. We have, a, we have a very lovely and very well done territorial live stream on Sundays that people can watch in place of their own um, Sunday service if they're not doing the live stream. And it's so concise and it's so spot on. That um, people are watching it and they're getting something out of it. And there's there's no show involved. It's just people getting in front of their their cell phone and they're talking about Jesus and people are seeing that. And I just hope that we can get back to those basic, you know, this is why we're here. This is what we need to do. And remember outside because you know once this is over and we're able to go back into the buildings and people are able to come to us again, that we don't forget to go back out to them. my hope is that people don't become props and that we continue to remember that those same people who were vulnerable then are most likely still vulnerable now. And I just hope we don't forget them. Yeah. Uh, I just want to add to one cool thing that's been going on in our youth department and and talking with the DYS is, is that kind of meeting youth where they are. Mm -hmm. So realizing that like, you know, youth don't have opportunity to come to church and connect. And so we have to find them and come to them. Um, so we, um, and Zane has actually been a part of it as well, um, piloted this esports thing. So it's where, you know, kids are, yeah. are able to um, like come to like church from a video game as they shoot people. Yeah. In the video game. <laughs> We've sent some of our teams to that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> It's been awesome. And I'm like, man, like, this is great. You know, and, and, and the reality is, is that a lot of those kids, they weren't coming to church even when church was open. Uh, and we always needed to go to them. We always needed to find them and not pray and hope that they come to us. And so I hope that um, 
that's one of the dreams that I have for the Salvation Army that we don't stop seeking, that we're not, we don't get satisfied and say, okay, now that we can come back to church, now you have to come to us. But instead that we will continue to seek, we'll continue to meet people where they are uh, and, and, and give them the gospel in any, by any mean necessary. So, yeah, I think three things for me that I can kind of boil everything down to. Um, and I think it's already kind of been brought up is this creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, the Holy spirit is creative mm-hmm. by nature and it has been such a joy to watch. I feel like creativity is just thriving. It's like, I see people creating videos. I think of the South, um, Bethany, um, has been putting out scripture memorization videos for kids that are like really fun and concise and like to the point, um, the different theater arts things that are happening, music, people are popping up and just doing concerts, like, you know, cadets are doing classes on how to watercolor and just like all of these ways of connecting, um, the things that we're doing on the front lines to connect with people, the prayer that is happening through drive through uh, food distributions. Like we are meant to be creative. We were, we were creative in the founding of the Salvation Army. Um, and then what happened is we wanted control and started doing all of this weird red tape stuff. Um, so I think creativity is the dream that I hope like just pushes us into the future. Um, also the, the dream that we realize that ultimately we don't have control and we don't want it. Like we shouldn't have to micromanage. We shouldn't have to put this like burdensome, like heavy stuff on our officers, on our soldiers, on our adherents, on our employees, on our volunteers, Um, yes, there's some stuff that, that needs to still happen, but like, we're just trying to control a lot of things and really we should just be following Jesus. Like, what does he have to say about the matter? Um, I heard from an officer from the South who works at a a DHQ. She said for the first time they were, they were having a meeting in the midst of this COVID stuff and trying to figure out stats. I think like, well, we've got to count these stats. Like, what line do we, do we create a line? Where does it go? Um, and then one of the division leaders said, you know what? I think we need to just let it go. And we need to just go with the spirit. And she's like, that is the first time that I've heard that in this, in the, in this appointment. And I've been here several years. So it's like, yeah, that's my dream that we're like, yes, let's have priorities that are in line with Jesus's priorities and let's drop the stuff that we've been doing that is ineffective and needs to just die off and focus on the stuff that we want to keep for the future. Yeah, I would I would say in addition to that, and I, I left when you were talking about the youth and I'll wrap back to that. I think Core Cadets has been probably the best thing on Zoom since this whole thing has happened. Um, one, one, I know you're home and it's easy to get you. <laughs> and we've just had such great, conversations and being able to continue with our core cadet uh, curriculum and getting them involved in the conversations have been better online than they have been in person. They're at home, they're relaxed, they're saying what they really think. Um, And it's funny, one of my 
one of my staff members, his daughter is his daughters are core cadets and he was in his office and he heard some of the conversations and he was just so excited and proud that, that how how spiritually mature his girls were and, and that they were able to have these conversations that he didn't know they were really you know capable of having all the way in that capacity um and, and in terms of following the spirit and um quote unquote being stat based at sometimes and that's a quote unquote me not not that you said that <laughs> but that we do something with those stats um that's one of my hopes is you know we we do a great job at telling the army story um, to other salvationists mm-hmm. and and I, and I hope that we can use this as an opportunity not to advertise or say here we are look at us but so that people know what we do um, I think there's a real place for those numbers and that if we can find a way to, you know, with the spirits leading, put those numbers in their proper perspective accurately um, and honestly that, that, you know, some real good can come of it because every conversation that we've ever had with someone who was new to what the Salvation Army did had no idea. And after 152 years that, you know, it really shouldn't be a secret anymore. Right. Yeah, I was going to kind of piggyback off of that and think about in terms of um, just recognizing the Salvation Army as an organization that can be trusted. Um, and I think back of like World War II veterans who are, I'm, I'm sure you've all been there where you're standing kettles and they come and put money in and they're like, I only put money in your kettle or in your bucket because during World War II, you served me donuts or... Yeah. Um, you gave me coffee where another organization was charging. <laughs> and then they start bad-mouthing another organization. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so I kind of pray that, like, you know, years later when we're older or our generation's older, we're like, oh, I remember the Salvation Army, and I want to donate to them because they were out there serving people during COVID-19. And just that we kind of, I guess, um, raise up a new kind of generation of people who trust the Army. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Kira, you want to do that? Go into our last question. Yeah. So um, we kind of, you know, we're, we're talked about like what lessons we've learned, what dreams we've been dreaming during this time. And then um, to kind of not, not to focus on a negative, but to kind of think about like what fear have you identified during this time? Um, and that can be like, uh, yeah, I don't, I'll just leave it like that. Like what fear have you identified like for yourself or for something and how can, or will you push past it? I think the idea came from, and just while you guys are thinking, I think we probably all have fears pop up, right? Whether that's like personal ministry, whatever. And a lot of times fear can paralyze us and kind of keep us in fear, right? But to think about, okay, I I identify this fear, but I can still move forward and and take on courage. Um, so that's I don't know. That's kind of where we were going. Yeah. With that. Well, I'll take a crack at it, I guess. Um, um, I think that um, I would say like this. Um, so I became an officer at 25, and um, I've been like Salvation Army is like the only job I've ever had. Like, um, Salvation Army saved my life. Um, the people, you know, kind of just helped me understand that life was so much more, so much greater that God exists and he loved me and he cared for me and he saved me. 
And so, um, and I, the Salvation Army just ha has been such an important uh, organization, church, home for me, um, that it's kind of just, it's, it's hard to like explain and to share because it's, 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 they, Salvation Army has done so much. Um, and, and I have this dream of like wanting to give back, like wanting other people to, um, experience God and this organization the way that I did. Uh, and when I became an officer, um, you know, I, you know, I, like every cadet and every new lieutenant, I have a fire. I was so excited. I wanted to do all these things. And I think slowly, but surely, like, you know, I was told no, or, you know, or things happen. And you're like, uh, like that's a little frustrating or we do it this way and we don't do it that way. And, um, and it just kind of felt like we were like losing like our boldness. You know, the, the Salvation Army was bold, in my opinion, um, to come into the ghetto of Detroit um, and to, um, you know, and to preach and proclaim God is just wow. You know, and we, we had drug houses next door. It was it was crazy. And um, and now sometimes I don't know if it's just because I'm indoctrinated in, in Salvation Army or not, but it just feels like sometimes we we have lost our boldness. And a lot of times it just seems like, um, you know, the Salvation Army is 152 years old and it's like, is it still effective? Can it still um, do uh, what it had, what it's, what it's done in my life? And uh, I was actually encouraged. Um, Sue Swanson um, kind of just <laughs> reignited my, the flame for me. Um, she's a, she is a retired officer. She um, serves as the divisional leader in the Metropolitan Division. And during COVID, I've been helping out with EBS. And uh, I um, went out to my route to deliver food to people who aren't able to get out. And I found myself in some of the most scariest parts of Chicago. I was like literally going and dropping off food at drug houses. Like people were selling drugs. It was the Salvation Army was giving out food and drug dealers were passing out weed. And um, and I'm like out there, you know, doing my thing, dropping off the boxes, whatever. And Sue Swanson, this divisional leader, this polished Salvation Army officer, this divisional leader is out there with boxes going to drug houses and dropping off food, unafraid, not scared at all. There was a couple of times where I got out the van and I'm like, mm. <laughs> I'm a big black man. So I'm like, <laughs> you know, and, um, and just to think that this, you know, um, hopefully this is not offensive, but this little white lady is going to the hood, <laughs> going into this, this neighborhood with, full of drugs and she's dropping off, you know, boxes in the name of the Salvation Army. It just kind of reignite and like spark this fire. And I just pray that it just don't die. You know, that's my fear. Is that um, you know, I've I heard I've heard officers in the past talk about appointments that they don't want to go to, places they don't want to be at because they are unsafe. And now we are literally going to the doorstep and dropping off food at those places. We are invited in those spaces, and I hope mm -hmm. that we don't forget mm -hmm. this is our first calling as well. This is important. Like those people need the gospel probably more than anyone, and, and it's our responsibility to to do that. So I think I read the question wrong the first time I read it. <laughs> oh, what, well, what did you read? I, so my, well, I didn't read the little parentheses TA, um, TSA part. So I was just thinking in like general. And um, I think for me, it's just, um, I was thinking about um, people who during crisis, sorry, um, 
either like harden their hearts to God or kind of soften their hearts and look for God. And I think for me, like my prayer is that people don't kind of go into this mindset of like, why did God do this? Or why would God do this? And kind of harden themselves to being angry at God. Um, and I pray that people during this time kind of just soften their hearts and, and kind of look around at the blessing of, um, you know, God's protection and God's provision and, and seeking him during this time. So I'm going to think about the second part and I'll let my husband answer. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I think in terms of fear, it would be directly tied to what the hopes were in the sense that I would just hope that we, as AJ mentioned, we don't lose that fire or that we stop seeking that fire. Um, Commissioner Swanson, um, they're, they're, they're great examples of what that fire looks like. Um, it doesn't get tired. It manifests in new ways. And I think that's just an example for us to continue to find ways to do what we have been called to do. I think it's so easy to find a reason you know, why to, to why, you know, why not to do something? And it takes real courage to overcome and push past those fears of this idea. What if it doesn't work? Um, and I think that there's a lot of system, systemic issues that contribute to the fears that we as officers have. Um, you know, some of these unspoken competitions that happen that people don't want to try because they feel like if I try and I fail, it lessens my chance at something that we were never called to be concerned with in the first place. So I just, I think my fear would be that we lose this desire to prioritize God's purposes over our own personal ambitions. Um, and that people aren't afraid to, to put what God wants ahead of what they may want or think they deserve. Mm -hmm. That we, we don't get comfortable again. Yeah. That we kind of, right now we have to kind of something because we're in this mode of trying to serve and trying to fix and that we don't get comfortable back into like well we're here on Sunday we're here Monday at this time for this and just not being able to be stretched to um to meet needs when they when they need to be met and that our uniforms fit when we eventually put <laughs> <laughs> those tunics back on I'm willing to bet money someone shrunk mine so <laughs> we'll see <laughs> <laughs> oh well that's a fear i now have that i didn't before uh so thanks for You're welcome <laughs> thank you for that <laughs> oh man oh and i carry do you have oh go ahead i was gonna say just thinking about just also um kind of over busying ourselves as well like now that um we're in this this uh like the lobby's kind of closed and we're home at a certain time and now we can really like set aside that time for devotion set aside that time for prayer because we're home um and i guess it also kind of goes back to number one a lesson that you learned is that it's not about time it's about discipline too in a sense like now we have all the time in the world but you still have to have discipline to follow through with um spending time with the lord and reading scripture and i think that my fear now is that i'm gonna over um over schedule myself because you know evening programs will start again and church uh sunday church is going to come again and there's always going to mm -hmm. be something to be done um that i don't 
lose that precious time that I have spent by myself with the Lord because I've had that time that I continue to kind of discipline myself and uh, set aside that time to be with the Lord. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it feels like a lot of what we're doing right now is so intentional. Like when, so like we do like my, uh, my core, we've been doing the a Bible study and it's like, you get together just for the Bible study right now. And like, everybody is invested. And I'm not, it's, I'm not saying like they don't do that normally. Um, but it just feels like I don't even have to like drive anywhere. I can just go to Bible study. And then when it's over, I can get on with my life. Like I don't have to drive home or like get mad at the other drivers on the way to and from Bible study. Mm-hmm. And now you <laughs> crave it. Like there's this crave for kind of being around people and uh, talking to people about the word and about like this Bible verse or whatever. And like, yeah, hopefully we don't go back to like, oh, I got to go to Bible study. <laughs> right. And that's not even the people, that's the officers. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. Well, we were thinking it. Because, <laughs> oh, you know, it's hard to, like, keep doing a Bible study. Like, you know, how long have we been officers? We've been doing Bible studies this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We didn't even have a Bible study until COVID. So nobody wanted to come. Like, I tried having it during the week and... <laughs> It just wasn't a thing. They were like, nope. And then this happened. And now I've got five people consistently on Zoom every week for Bible study. Like, okay, well, this is going to be one of those things that continue. Like, there's no need for us to do it in person. Like, we could just keep doing (laughs) Zoom Bible study. Yeah. Yeah. So it works out. Kiri, do you want to, do you want to answer that question? Or if not, that's okay. I just wanted to give space for that. I'm afraid of everything. I don't know. Like there's, like, there's no, there's no specific fear. Like I have, I now have three different kinds of masks. Um, oh and <laughs> well, maybe like the fear. So there's kind of like, I'm, I like am kind of torn because part of me is like, I'm not sure how will I adapt when we like are done with this part like like seriously I have to learn again like in pre- like I don't want to go back I like this this is fine <laughs> Kiri is living her best life right now no, I'm not at all but I'm like kind of like I don't want to ch- like do we have to change again <laughs> like, I'm not right. sure yeah it's hard it's hard like we were in a normal a normal that probably wasn't even, I mean, it had good things, right? But it had some stuff that we were maintaining in that normal that we shouldn't have been. And now we're in this like new normal and still trying to navigate what does this look like? And things are changing so often. And then to think that we're going to have to go into an even newer mm-hmm. normal where we ha- now have to figure out what do we, yeah, what do we keep? What do we not? Like that's, that's a lot. It's a lot. I'll be super transparent in this question. Um, officership for me has been really difficult. Like, not at all 
what I thought it would be. And I think people, that's like a normal thing to say, um, an experience, but I, so I was commissioned in 2014, um, and I'm in my fourth appointment and, um, my appointments have been all different and unique. My appointment previous to this was at THQ. Uh, I was only there for a year and, um, God love it. There's great people there, but it was not the place for me. Um, and I left that appointment and coming into this appointment. Now I said to God, I was like, listen, this is it. Like, this is my last, this is my last try. Like if this one, if this appointment does not fit, like, I think I'm done. Um, and the fear part comes from, I feel like, and this podcast was made to create an open space, right? Mm-hmm. To have hard discussions and not, not stay in the negative, but like to bring out the hope. So I, I'm just reminding all of us of that and myself. Um, this appointment that I'm in right now is exactly where I need to be. Like this is, this is the right appointment for me. I never want to leave. Um, my fear, I feel like I'm consistently fighting against a system. Like everything is smooth in my little community, my city, right? And things are great. Um, but I'm consistently having to fight, um, against a lot of things. Um, red tape that we've created, um, what's normal, like fighting a a box that we've put everything in, fighting programming, um, fighting the idea of what church is. Um, Just, it it feels like just a consistent swim upstream. So I I start to think, and, and this comes from having way too much time to think, I think by myself over here. But, uh, my fear is that that fight is going to like wear me down, um, to a point of just being like, okay, dude, I'm done. And sometimes it feels like that's a real possibility. Um, so the pushing through aspect is I just like, I want to just be so, uh, like so in tune with Jesus that I never step outside of what he wants for me, you know? Um, so I just felt I had not planned on sharing that, but I just felt like I needed to because it's such a weird time that we're in. And it's a, there's a lot of emotions and a lot of thoughts and a lot of struggles. Um, so if you're listening and you're just kind of like, man, I just feel tired because this in all I think I was telling AJ the other day, like this feels like kettles a little bit like the the um, the heaviness of it and like the constantly doing Um, but there's a little more of like an emotional, um, wear and tear, I think, as I see my city, like my neighbors really struggling, like people who already were oppressed or being Mm -hmm. even more oppressed, um, because of stuff going on here. Um, so if you're struggling and you're tired and you're just like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know if I can do this, um, like really lean into Jesus and, and hear his heart about the matter. Um, and maybe just like reach out to some people, um, who could kind of hear your heart about what's going on. Um, so that's kind of, that's a definite fear of mine, but 
just kind of pushing past it with like, okay, I'm not like, I'm not going to make any decision out of emotion. I'm not going to make any decision in my fatigue, like keep, keep leaning in like to what Jesus is um, calling us to do. And the great hope and dream is that we would be the army that um, God intends for us to be. Um, And maybe it took a pandemic to really like keep moving toward that. Um, Yeah. Those are all the questions we have, but do you guys have any like closing things or things that you kind of want to get out um, that you think would benefit those who are listening? Yeah, I think that um, like what I kind of said in the beginning to establish rhythms, I think that's just important. Like if you, this pandemic has kind of really exposed the things that people aren't doing and probably need to do. So just taking time out to create and establish those rhythms like prayer, devotions, just taking care of yourself, working out, Mm -hmm. um, you know, spending time with your your spouse, um, your significant other, your kids, taking time out for yourself, taking time to think, you know, all things that are um, that were needed in your old life, <laughs> but you need to do it um, in, in the future as well. So yeah, I think, and, and also I was just hearing what you had to say, Amanda, um, like not being too hard on yourself and allowing yourself to, to feel and go through those emotions. Uh, I'm an extrovert. So being in a trap, being trapped in a house for me is, is very difficult. Uh, I get my energy from people and I almost feel like a sloth sometimes when I'm at my home at home by myself. Um, and I get, I get frustrated, but I have to remind myself that it's okay to feel these emotions. It's okay to go through what I'm going through. Um, and, and also I can take those things to Jesus. So, um, I think for me, um, I, my prayer is that, uh, this be a time where people really do kind of understand the importance of self-care, um, especially like spiritual self-care. Um, just kind of to agree with with AJ and just um, that we don't go back to what it used to be that um, just because it can go back to the way it used to be that we don't go back to the way it used to be and almost that that, um, this time be almost like a purging of the things that weren't important as we mentioned like when we were talking and that we just hold grasp to like as the bible says what's true what's good what's noble and like we keep those things and that we can continue to build on that rather than just like okay everything's over let's go back to what we used to do that we really kind of focus on what needs to be done and what needs to be changed yeah Mm. I, i would say uh following up with that is you know take care of yourself take care of what's important uh a lot of cliches are true. Some of the ones that ring truer these days are that there are things that can wait until tomorrow. Um, not every battle is worth fighting. Uh, and re- really, just just make sure that you're in tune with what's important. W- when you when you start to fall out of line with what's important, that that stress can become so overwhelming. But no matter how much there is to do when it's in line with what the Lord wants from us, you'll find that new energy to do it. Um, but, mm-hmm. but being mindful that um, just because something needs to be done doesn't mean you need to do it. 
Um, that's something that's been great for me since I was young, um, being very willing to let my siblings do stuff <laughs> that wasn't for me to do. But in, but in seriousness, recognizing um, having the ability to do something and being available to do it uh, are two different things and, and just focus on what's important and, and do the right thing. Um, what's that? What's that song? Do the girl? Right yeah. Thing. Do the next right thing. We've Frozen. watched Frozen 2 600. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so we don't know what to do. Just uh, do the next right thing. And, and, yeah. and that's the truth. You know, we, I, I think particularly, I mean, I don't know everybody's ages, um, but when I got accepted into the training college, I was very young. When I showed up there, I was 20 years old. And, you know, it, it was this thing that what I thought it was going to be, what it was, and then what it became. And I realized my role in all three phases of those uh, things as I've matured and recognizing that control I do have over not only my perspective, but where my local army goes, um, continues to give me the energy to do the right thing, to find the fight, um, not ignore the tape, but recognize what I can do within it. and. Uh, it's it's just been helpful in this this whole thing, COVID nineteen coronavirus, novel whatever they're calling it, um, yeah, <laughs> whatever they're calling it these days um, is it's real, um, but so is God, and we just find such great encouragement in that and grace. Give allow God to give you grace, accept His grace. Give That's yourself. more your thing. I'm a little more Old Testament than she is. I'm the ground. <laughs> swallowing people and uh, <laughs> also give yourself grace and give others grace Jesus, i got I, I got two short people upstairs i would not mind <laughs> throwing into a hole now <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> that, uh, zane yeah, yeah please <laughs> that, zane. Oh, keep that in that was good <laughs> well thank you guys uh for being here for doing this um Thank you just for sharing. Um, we have a lot of, of hope, a lot of really good things to look forward to. Um, and I hope, I don't know where Kiri's going. She disappeared. Um, but, oh, probably the dog. Uh, but I hope that those of you who are listening were encouraged and, and can even take these um, next two weeks before our next episode to think about kind of what are some of your dreams uh, for the army, how can you be part of making those dreams, you know, a reality wherever you're at, whether you're um, a family member of someone who's in the Salvation Army or a volunteer or a soldier or a YPSM, whatever officer, um, we all have a role in um, being part of making those dreams happen in partnership with Jesus. So thank you guys for being here. Kiri, any final words that you want to say? <laughs> Um, that's a new, there, there were, well, there were a lot of weird sounds how outside my house. That's why I was like trying to look out. It sounded kind of like someone was shooting some guns, but I'm not really sure that that's probably, we shouldn't go that direction in the conversation <laughs> at this point. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it was a oh, oh. <laughs> okay. Well, everyone say prayer over here by the time yeah. you listen to this have figured it out um jesus take the wheel okay <laughs> thanks everybody and we will talk to you later bye bye, bye. thank you bye